Hey Thriver, welcome to the Career Thrivers podcast. I'm so glad you're here. This is your arena where authenticity meets ambition, your career path is championed, your leadership journey is supported, and I'm going to encourage you to speak up even when your voice shakes. I'm your host, Brittany N. Cole, here to guide you through owning your power, your narrative, your impact, and increasing your income. Throughout the show on each episode, you'll hear from some incredible leaders who are going to inspire, challenge, and transform your thinking. We'll discuss what authentic leadership really means, diving into conversations that defy conventions and celebrate your true self. Whether you're making strides in the corporate boardroom or breaking ground on your own ventures, this is your platform for growth, reflection, and breakthrough. I'm so glad you're here. Let's thrive together. On this episode of the Career Thriver Show, we're bringing you a conversation that underscores the power of owning your narrative, building a great message around your personal story, and taking your personal brand to the next level. Joining us on this episode is the remarkable Maya Elias. She's a personal brand strategist who's really mastered the art and the science of intentional messaging. From teaching entrepreneurs around the world to establish their voice and supporting coaches in scaling their business, Maya's insights have transformed thousands of women. You are in for a treat in this episode. Let's dive in. Maya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Glad that you're here. So let's dive in on this topic of choosing yourself. We share that language a lot. What has that meant for you in terms of maybe some tough decisions that you've had to make in your career? Yeah. I mean, choosing yourself is so interesting because I definitely think in my 30s, it's become easier. Um, And it's so interesting how it's something that's not natural to us. But I would say the first instance that I could think of of choosing myself, especially as an adult, was in 2013, the year that I decided to drop out of college. And I absolutely should have made that decision earlier. Like I was two and a half years late of making that decision, but there was something in me that really wanted to please my parents, especially as a first generation American to two Liberian parents who came to this country with the idea of let's live the American dream. Let's get, you know, they got married in Liberia, came to this country. Um, my dad had a really great job and, and went to school and then had my sister and I. And so I felt like I needed to sacrifice myself to, you know, live up to their expectations expectation into their vision. Um, but what you'll find is that like choosing yourself is often in opposition of somebody else's vision for you. And so I, I have found that it's been easier to choose myself the more clear I am on my vision for myself. Yeah, that's so powerful because I believe so many that are listening in and I've experienced this as well, especially in the corporate environment, you get this like list of steps that you're supposed to take to get from here to there. And you think you have to follow that to the T. And I don't know about you, but I maybe similar to what you shared, but in my corporate career, like I can remember moments where I got to the place that I thought was the place that everyone thought I was supposed to be. Mm. And I looked right, even it was the place that I wanted. And I realized like, this maybe isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because I think oftentimes, sometimes our vision for ourselves is adopted based Mm -hmm. on 
who our influencers were, right? Yep. So yep. it's like, I thought that I wanted to go to a four-year university because that's what my parents also thought. Their vision for me was also adopted. You know, when you go to other countries, especially in, you know, poorer countries, the American dream is sold and you're influenced on what you should do. Go to school, get a good government job or mm-hmm. go be an engineer or whatever it is. And then yep. you make good money and all of that. So, you know, you can find yourself in a place where you think is right for you. And when you get there, you're like, I don't think that this is what I want for myself. And it could be scary. But what I've also have realized is that you can make a decision to change your life at any point. And um, oftentimes we stay in situations because we're like, but I've invested so many years into this and now I have to commit. And it's like, no, you can change your mind right now. Yeah, you definitely can. And that community matters most when it comes to that. Talk to us a little bit about other women that have spoken into your life to help you to see a different version of yourself so that you can choose you. Yeah. I mean, definitely having um, a good coach and a mentor. And even when you're not in a position yet to invest in a coach or mentor, just following the right people. I'm really intentional about the people I follow and the amount of people that I follow. Like I try to stay under 500 people that I follow because social media is constantly a voice that is speaking to you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we oftentimes spend so much of our day and our time listening to somebody else's opinion than we do our own. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we've been fortunate enough to share the same coach, you know, years ago, Marshawn Evans, and then, you know, she transitioned into becoming my mentor. And I've always really admired how big of a thinker she is and just expansive thinking, expansive language, expansive action. And being able to see that, I could see a a little piece of myself in her. I have followed a lot of her journey. And just being able to have an example of that is so important. And I remember when it came to making the decision to make an investment um, in myself through her program. And I was 24 at the time. And her program at the time, I think, was like twelve or $15,000. Mm-hmm. And there was another online course that I was looking at that I wanted to take that was $2,000. And I made the decision to make the twelve dollars to $15,000 investment because I really wanted to work with a Black woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the $2,000 course is cool, but this white lady isn't going to fully understand me. I want to see how a rich Black woman lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's truly made all the difference. I often share about the decision that I made to leave Pfizer. I made it sitting in one of her programs. Wow. And so I know we share her as a mentor, but also, as you mentioned, as a picture of what's possible that helps you to get a clearer vision of what your capacity really is. And so that that's so powerful. You mentioned social media. And so I know oftentimes when we hear the words personal branding, we automatically think about Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, insert social media platform here. Talk to us about what personal branding really is. Like, how would you define it? Uh, personal branding is really who you are um, and how you want to be seen in your industry or in your marketplace in a certain container. Mm -hmm. Um, Personal branding really requires you to get really clear on the voice that you want to have and what you want to be known for. When I think of personal branding, I also think about reputation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for women that may feel like, okay, I hear you, Maya, I'm tracking with that, but I don't exactly know what that is because I do this over here in my corporate career. I'm also building a business on the side. I'm also a mom. I'm also a leader in the community. I have all of these things going on. How do you decide where to kind of 
stick your flag in the ground. Yeah. Again, I, I really do believe that personal branding is making a clear decision of how you want to be seen in a specific container. So your brand at your nine to five might look different than your brand on social media when you're trying to build something different for your business. And your brand also might look different amongst your mom community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, usually there's definitely going to be some overlap because it's all about who you are authentically, but mm-hmm. how I show up as an auntie to, you know, my nieces and nephew is going to look different than how I show up as a coach to my clients. Um, the characteristics are going to be the same in terms of wanting to serve and wanting to love, but I don't really need to prove anything as an aunt. I don't have to position myself in a certain way, but with my clients, I need to show up in a different way for them. So personal branding is how you want to be seen in a certain container and how you show up and add value within that environment. Yeah. And it's very subtle. I found, and really you said the word that I often see it, which is like positioning. It's like, how do you want to position your skill set, your expertise, your thought leadership, even in the context of being a part of a Fortune 500 company? Like, it's still important that you own that brand. Maybe someone mm-hmm. is kind of saying, okay, they're like just starting out. Yeah. What steps would you take as like maybe your first few to see yourself as a brand and then to really own the power of cultivating that? Yeah. I would say you need to ask yourself, what do you want people to know and say about you? Mm -hmm. So you know how sometimes we'll jokingly say like, oh, that's so on brand for her. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody sees me like post a Bible verse one minute and then twerking the next minute, that's so on brand for Maya, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what do you want people to be able to say that's so on brand for her, that you are a hard worker, that you are you know, always adding value to a conversation, that you are always bringing fun energy to the workplace? So I would define those really clear staples of what are the three to five things that I really want to be known for Mm -hmm. and make sure that your characteristic actually lines up with that. Because there's a difference between wanting to be known for something and actually being that person. So really make sure that it's authentic and you're willing to show up as that person Um, and then start talking about those things. So for example, I wanted to be known as a coach who talked about impact. I wanted to be known as a coach who taught women of faith how to make money. So I talked about those things consistently and the things that I wanted to be known for, I studied my craft in it and I also implemented the work so I could have results. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to be known for something, you need to show up like that consistently and show the fruit of your work, show the results, build a portfolio around the things that you want to be known for. This season of the Career Thrivers show was recorded inside of AB Hillsborough Village. In the rhythm of Nashville, AB dances to a tune of inclusion and community. Curated by Nashville's own Marcy and Derek, this premier live music and event venue harmonizes local flair with a very welcoming spirit. It's more than a space. It's where Nashville's diverse heartbeat is celebrated, making every event an inclusive masterpiece. Learn more about AB at anzyblue.com. Yeah. I want to stay in that lane for a second because I think so often because of social media, we can get this feeling like, oh, that person just popped up and now they have 50,000 followers or insert, you know, result that we think is appealing to us. But anyone that knows you knows that you've been on this path for a little while. (laughs) So talk to us about some of the behind the scenes or maybe things that if people come into contact with you today or on this platform, they don't have a sense of like the depth of the work that you put in. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. You know, it's interesting. I, I posted 
you know, a reel a few weeks ago where I was saying, you know, people might see me where I am now, the seven figure company. But if you have seen that I started in 2008, it took me nine years to hit six figures. Mm -hmm. And so while even some of my messaging is like, oh, I can help you build six figures in 12 months or less. And we often think that people are hitting it so quickly, your coach, you know, your favorite influencer, whatever it is, they know the shortcut because they took the long way. Yes. And so when I was first starting out, you know, people were paying me 35, 50, $60. And it was so much money to me at the time. I'm 18, 19 years old. And I'm like, I have enough money for the club and a bottle. Like that's <laughs> all I really cared about back then. Um, and then I kept growing and progressing. And so when you look at your portfolio over the years, you want to see a level of consistency, but you also want to see a level of growth as well. Absolutely. And your expertise, in the women that you coach is all around aligning your purpose with your personal brand. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how the women and men that are listening can do that. Yeah. So really when it comes to your personal brand, one of the first things that you want to think about is your brand story, which is essentially your personal story. And so oftentimes I think the reason why many people struggle to build a personal brand is because they don't think they have a story that's interesting enough. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we might see, you know, big public figures, celebrities, whatever it is, just people that we admire and they have a, like a rags to riches story mm -hmm. or like I was abused or I went through a divorce or whatever it was. And many people think that that they have to have struggle for their story to matter. Mm -hmm. And every story does need to have a level of struggle or problem or a pain point that you had to overcome, but your story is not successful based on the severity of your struggle. Mm -hmm. So somebody else's story is not more powerful than yours just because they went through more trauma. And so it's so important to understand that when I look at my story, to me, I'm like, this is such a first world problem. My story is I was afraid to drop out of college. Whereas to somebody else, it's like, yeah, I just unenrolled from school. But there's a lot of people who could see themselves in my story. And so the way I positioned my story was I didn't I wasn't working with a lot of people who were necessarily afraid to drop out of college, but there were a lot of people who were scared to make a decision to choose themselves. There were a lot of people who were afraid to leave a job because they were nervous about what their parents would say, what their friends would say, what their partner would say. And so you need to be honest about what your story is. If it was a struggle for you, it was a struggle for you. Don't try to minimize your experiences. That's mm -hmm. the most important thing. So learning how to tell your story you know, to show that you are human, telling your story is one way to humanize your brain and humanize yourself. And then learning how to tell that story in a way that people can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned relating to it and, and that reminds me of authenticity. And I know oftentimes for women of color, especially black women who've worked in corporate environments, Hey Thriver, I'm excited for you to get your hands on your copy of The Blueprint to More Visibility and Influence. This is a powerful free resource that's designed to catapult your influence and amplify your impact in your business or company. Now, this isn't just another online guide. This is your strategic companion that's going to walk you through the world of personal branding and authentic leadership. Inside, you'll unlock essential strategies that are going to help you do a few things. One, sharpen your self-awareness and own your unique story, navigate the complexities of workplace dynamics with more confidence, elevate your presence in any room and ensure that you are not only seen, but also heard and valued. Why wait for opportunities when you can create 
create them. With this blueprint, you'll learn how to cultivate a personal brand that commands respect and opens the door for new opportunities. And the best part, you'll start seeing the world differently, not just as a place where you fit in, but one where you stand out. You'll transform your self-doubt into more self-assurance and turn your aspirations into tangible achievements. So join me in our community of thrivers who are making their mark. Don't let this moment pass you by. Head on over to letsthrivetogether.com to download your free copy of the blueprint to more visibility and influence today. Start your journey and let's thrive together. Let me not be general. I was conditioned to fit in a certain box. Like Mm -hmm. I started with the Fortune 500 organization when I was still really an undergrad. And Mm so you pick up these very subtle, unspoken ways of being and showing up that one day you have a moment when you realize this isn't really me. Mm -hmm. This is the packaging that I've taken on to survive in this space, Mm -hmm. right? Different conversation for another episode, but we know the reasons for that. Yes. Yeah. Then say you step out and say, okay, I really want to own my personal brand. Talk to, what would you advice would you give the woman who is noticing that like maybe the me that's showing up in my corporate organization isn't exactly the me that's going to resonate with an audience because it's not really me. Right. How do you get to that authenticity? Oh man, I have seen that time and time again, because I will have people who are coming into my program, wanting to build a personal brand and build a business around their brand. And we have to break down what their true voice is. And I'm like, you're so tight and stuffy. Like we got to break this down. You know what I mean? And you know, a lot of people come in and they're whitewashing and I'm like, just be you. And I, you know, I, can understand, of course, why they do it, right? Mm -hmm. They're in survival mode. They're trying to protect their image Mm -hmm. so they don't lose out on a good paying job. But I'm like, when you decide to build your own personal brand in the entrepreneurial space, you can literally be whoever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just encourage you, it's a practice. It's a practice, you know, something that you have to say, who do I want to be? Journal about it, write it down and try it and test it. Mm-hmm. And it really, truly can be scary. We're so used to wearing a mask that, you know, even when we go on social media, the mask is on. If I were to say, if you could take this mask off and attract people who truly vibed with you and loved you and loved your message for who you were, wouldn't that feel so good and freeing? Mm -hmm. You know, even for me, like being in a space of, you know, working with Christian women and working with, you know, women of faith, there's a persona that I can put on of like, I'm going to wear a turtleneck all the time and I'm going to wear skirts down to my ankles. But like, for those of you who know my brand, like modesty is not my ministry. (laughs) It's just not. You're getting abs or you're getting thighs. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I don't work out five days a week to be modest. I'm sorry. So, but there's people that it will offend and then there's people that will attract. And so one of the Mm -hmm. most important things that you do also have to understand about building a personal brand is that you want to repel people just the same way you want to attract people because attracting the wrong people can cost you time, money, energy. Um, It can cost you your confidence because you will have voices of people telling you still how you should be. And we don't, step outside of corporate to build a brand where people are still telling us who we should be. So make sure that you are okay with repelling the wrong people and look at the people you're repelling. And somebody comes to me and they're like, Maya, you shouldn't be twerking and you shouldn't be wearing that. And I go on their page and they're super legalistic and the clothes they're wearing are out of alignment with me. I'm like, yes, don't need you in any of my programs, any of my events, because you would make me and my community uncomfortable. So be okay with repelling the wrong people. That is such a powerful message, 
that requires a growth mindset. Because I think the thing that keeps us wanting to just whoever comes, okay, I got to keep them is really the underlying belief that that's all that's coming, mm-hmm. right? So we have this fixed mindset that abundance isn't real, mm-hmm. at least not for me. Abundance yeah. isn't possible, at least not for me. So whoever will let them come, that might be good in ministry, but in business, it's <laughs> like, no, nah, you really want to attract yes. more people. So yes. how do you really hone in on what your message is so that you find that affinity group, that tribe, if you will, that's meant for you? Yeah. I think your messaging definitely takes some time, especially as you evolve, right? Mm -hmm. My messaging for the most part has always been, you know, when I started, it was follow your passion and find your purpose. Do, you know, what your heart really desires and you'll discover what your purpose is. And now it's transitioned to, you know, building an impact with your business. But you have to allow yourself to use your voice consistently. And oftentimes I find that women want their message to be so perfect before they put it out. And the biggest piece of advice that I could give to women, whether it's in business or career or whatever it is, is allow yourself to look dumb. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to look stupid. So many times we're trying to save money, we're trying to save time, and we're trying to save ego. If we invested our time and our money in the right places and we weren't trying to protect ourselves so much from looking dumb, we would find so much freedom in the things that we were doing and we would find so much expansion and opportunities in the things that we are looking for. If you allow yourself to look silly because you're like, I'm just willing to be authentic, even if I don't get it right, you really can't get it wrong when you're being yourself. So allow yourself to look silly. You're still going to attract the right people. And I have to say that has been one of my biggest lessons on this entrepreneurial journey. Mm. Like to me, it's even become a signal that Brittany, this is right. So Mm. I'll I'll share a quick example. The other week, um, you know, messaging matters on what platform you're on, right? So there was a time when I had my Instagram message caption, and then I had my LinkedIn caption Mm. on the same visual piece of content. So I'm like, okay, this message really resonated on Instagram. It really applies to the same people that live over here on, on LinkedIn, but like, the pic, you know, it was thighs. You know, I had on my little, I had on my little short, uh, short suit. You know, shorts were a little short. You know, it was message giving, it was, was giving OnlyFans. It was, it was giving thighs. It was giving thighs. And then the the caption was giving the Lord is my light and whom shall I fear. And so I'm like, you know, Instagram, they understand, they get the fullness of like I've grown up in corporate. I'm a speaker. I'm building, starting a development company, and I love the Lord. LinkedIn, my buyers. I, I think they know that because I'll drop a verse on them in a keynote, but like I've never just, I shouldn't say never. I'm really like, this is it. I gave them the this is it, Maya. And like when I tell you my messages are still on fire right now <laughs> from that post, but like it's so it. true. I'm like, girl, like this is you. So you yeah. can't be nervous about like if the people that don't like it, they won't like it. Yeah. Including your potential customers and clients. Right. Right. So wait, what are the messages that you're getting? Oh gosh. So uh, quick backstory. So the, the post was essentially about how like, I'm coming into my fourth year building this business and uh-huh. like, God is just really showing me different levels of who I am, but also like I'm deciding to leave spaces that aren't necessarily meant for me. Mm. And like the women that were on the brink of this organization is not for me was like yeah. confirmation. And thank you so much oh for sharing gosh, that. And, that. You know, and even in the comments section, like men, 
you know, post it like, thank you so much. This is a powerful message. Like, amen. Even the reposts on a platform that's perceived as more professional, but it's like, your beliefs inform your behavior. So Mm -hmm. if I believe in Jesus Christ, guess what? That informs how I do business with you. I might not serve you up a scripture every meeting or workshop, but that underlying belief is the reason that I show up in excellence the way that I do. So I can't be shy that like, this is what I actually believe. I love that so much because that's an example of breaking through the noise. Yeah. And so, so many times, like how you said, oh, it wasn't really like an Instagram or um, it wasn't really a LinkedIn type message, but I put it on there anyway. Sometimes we try to conform too much and we find ourselves battling with like, we want to conform to fit in, but yet we want to stand out. And it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to conform or do you want to stand out? And that was such like a great example of being like, I'm going to use my voice. The best and easiest way to stand out is to be your authentic self. And it sounds like the most generic advice, but it's the most honest advice. And the reason it's given over and over is because it's so hard for people to confidently be themselves and to take the mask off. Yeah, it is. But do it. Do it. And your messages will be blowing up too. Yes. So talk to us about other common mistakes. Like people that want that say, okay, I want to take my personal brand to the next level, whether it's they want to be a thought leader in their industry to help to support the organization that they're a part of, or they want to launch a product or service. What are other mistakes that you see? Um, common mistakes that I see just overthinking their messaging and also thinking or being nervous about being redundant. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we often when we're really, really good at something, and I always find this funny because my clients struggle sometimes with like knowing which message to go with or knowing which brand to go with and wondering, am I telling this story too much? And I'm like, you're just so brilliant that you don't even, you know, see your brilliance. And so sometimes we, a common mistake is like speaking at your level of expertise instead of being able to simplify that message for people to understand Please don't be afraid to dumb down your message for people to truly understand it and receive it. And don't be nervous that you are talking too much about the thing that you're excited about, passionate about, and that you're a genius in. Yeah. Talk about it consistently. I talk about launching over and over and over. I've been talking about the same thing for the past eight plus years. Mm-hmm. And people know me and enroll in my programs or hire me to speak or invite me on podcasts because of the things that I talk about consistently. So when it comes to your message being consistent, that means you're talking about the same things over and over Mm -hmm. and doing it consistently. So your message is consistent in terms of what you talk about and how frequently you talk about it. Yeah. How has the power of personal branding helped you to grow your business? It's helped me to grow so much because I have humanized my brand where people feel like they have a level of access to me and people Mm -hmm. feel like they understand me. Mm -hmm. I think one of the the things that consumers really want to feel is understood. Every human wants to feel understood. Every human wants to feel seen and heard and understood. And so when you're building your personal brand, you don't have to hide behind a logo. You don't have to hide behind we can help you do X, Y, Z. Yep. You know, when I first started, you know, building my brand, uh, I was running an agency and I would use like we terms and I would use like stock photos trying to hide behind me. Like you wouldn't really see a lot of images of me. You would see like these stock photos of people who had no idea who they were and like, <laughs> that's your team. And, right? and you're like, yeah, <laughs> we will email you back. There's no, we, it's just Maya emailing you back. <laughs> 
And when you're building a personal brand, you can quickly build that connection with your community and you build real life connections Mm -hmm. through networking. So a lot of the opportunities that I have, like when people are like, how do you get on podcasts? How do you get on stages? They're like, are you pitching? I'm not pitching. I'm building relationships with people. And it makes speaking on the stages or being on the podcast that much more enjoyable because it's not at random. Mm -hmm. I have a relationship with these people. So building your personal brand allows you to build true authentic relationships with people. Yeah. And I think that also applies to our corporate executives that are listening. You know, we're often contacted about how do we attract and recruit more diverse talent? And it's like, you could spend millions of dollars in recruiting strategies, or you could have your people that are part of your organization right now own the power of their personal brand Mm -hmm. to be visible on a platform like LinkedIn and let them become mini magnets. And the latter is much more profitable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I can definitely see the benefit of that. Like if I wanted to work at a specific company and I'm seeing two to three people on Instagram or on TikTok or Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, like, oh, this is what I do day to day at my job. Mm -hmm. Or here's why I love the vision of my company. It feels so much more tangible than a random mission statement written on a website. And it's a huge miss because in more traditional corporate environments, I feel weird even saying this, but it's true. A lot of corporate professionals actually are scared to talk about the work they do for 50, 60 hours a week. Like I can remember um, talking with a, a client when I used to do coaching and like she was nervous to mention that she was an employee at this company. And I'm like, what in the world? Like yeah. it's, it just, it baffles me because I'm like, on the one end, we say people are our most valuable asset, but then we don't give them the space and the platform and even, by gosh, the resources and the tools right. to be able to amplify the amazing work that they're doing, which only makes your business look better. So I think it's right. a, a huge miss yeah. for corporations when they don't invest in their yeah. people's personal brands. What was her fear? Her fear was that she was either going to say the wrong thing, that mm-hmm. someone in HR was going to tell her that she couldn't talk about the work that she was doing because of insider secrets. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you don't have to get into the weeds of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, the exactly. innovation that's happening, Yeah, but to make mention that you work here, that you do this. And, and I understand it. Right. So I, I don't, I want to be, um, intentional in saying that I get right. that the employer's reputation is important and that yeah. there are things that you can and can't say, but, right. but people shouldn't feel where scared. messaging comes into play yes. where you can say, Hey, we would love for you to talk about your position here. You're so passionate about it. You're great at what you do. Here are a few bullet points of what we would love for you to highlight. Here's some things we would want you to stay away from. Yeah. And so that's our approach for actually attracting diverse talent. It's like, it's not the traditional recruiting strategies. It's, Hey, how are you leveraging your current talent, helping them build their personal brand, Let's do a course. Let's bring in Maya. You know, let's bring in some resources to help your people actually own the message so that they become the marketers for your employer brand. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, talk to us a little bit about how those that are listening can differentiate their personal story from maybe the messaging of the business. So like you, you have built to impact and then there's Maya. How do those messages commingle? Yeah, that's a great question. So Starting out, I leveraged my personal brand to build my business. I had the relationships. People would follow me. They would, you know, hire me as their coach. And so I have learned how to build a personal brand, but then how to be the CEO of a company Mm -hmm. where I would transition 
less from telling my story and then now telling the story of my clients. You know, after working with hundreds of clients and seeing their story and seeing their wins and getting testimonials, now I would put the focus on the clients. Before I was like, I was the hero of the brand. Like, oh my gosh, Maya made money and she dropped out of college. And, and that was great. And that was the story that I had to leverage, which is fine and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're first starting your business, especially those of you who want to go into coaching and consulting, your first testimony will be your testimonial. So you have to leverage your story. When you don't have people that can yet say, you know, coach so-and-so helps me, you get to say, I helped me mm-hmm. by here is my, you know, three-step process. And then as you grow and you start to expand and, you know, the goal is now to focus on what your company can do versus what you can do if you're not the only person who is providing the service, saying, here's what my last three clients had to say about working with me, or here are the type of results. So now instead of Maya dropped out of college and built a successful business, it's here is Ashley. When she first came to me, you know, she was making $2,000 a month and we showed her our five-step framework and she's now making $15,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Powerful. And you've been such an inspiration to thousands of women. You've coached and helped thousands of women, not only build their businesses, but really own their power, own their narrative, tell their story with that Thank boldness you. that we've been talking about. Who inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. There's so many people that inspire me. Um, I would say recently, her name's Delane, the money coach. I love following her content. I'm inspired now by like wealth building. So I love the conversation earlier about um, wealth building. I'm always like, what do I do with my money? Um, How do I not pay so much in taxes? So anybody Mm -hmm. who is really good (laughs) at telling people how to build wealth in the most strategic way possible. I'm really inspired by. So Delaying the Money Coach is somebody that I've been following maybe for about a year. She definitely inspires me. I usually find that, you know, the people that inspire me, it it changes based on the season that Mm -hmm. I'm in. And so Mm -hmm. I'm usually more so like inspired by topics than I am by people. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's good food for thought. So as we wrap up here and we're thinking about our career thrivers that are listening, our income thrivers as well. What does thriving mean to you? Thriving to me means I think of like joy and fulfillment and expansion, but not in the way of just elevation. Like recently I've been in a season where I'm like, oh, if my company doesn't make more money year after year, do I still feel fulfilled? So expansion like horizontal, like if I stay the same in like monetarily, can I still invite more joy and fulfillment into my life? So just a good alignment of like healthy relationships, money, of course, the money is still important and overall fulfillment. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Thrivers Show. I hope that you took as much from that episode as I did to not only be inspired, but to actually move towards action. And I want to help you do that. So be sure that you head on over to careerthrivers.com forward slash podcast and download our Thrivers Guide to take your career and leadership to the next level. Share this episode with a friend or a colleague, subscribe, rate and review. And I cannot wait to see you inside the next episode.